Hi, it's Carolina. I'm so excited that you could join us on the City Point Redcliffe podcast. You're just about to hear a message from one of our incredible preaching team, and I know you're going to be encouraged and inspired by what you hear. If it does encourage you, why don't you share it with someone who you know might need to hear it as well? And make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the messages that are uploaded every single week. And for now, sit back and enjoy. I hope you get blessed. I don't want to preach for long tonight because I believe that um, God is just going to come and move in power. And uh, as Pastor Kay said, you know, I, I didn't grow up within church. And there's, there's been several moments in and through my life that have changed my life. And can I tell you is that this altar space down the front has been such a powerful space for me to know God and have a revelation of who God is in my life. And I, I, I think, you know, it, it wouldn't be, you know, it wouldn't be good for me to just come and just preach a message and not open up the altar because I believe that the altar is a place of transformation and we're going to open it tonight. So I'm going to race through this message and then we're going to see what God is going to do. But uh, if we've never met, my name is Liam, as uh, Pastor Kay said, me, me and my wife Maddie, we're the kids and youth pastors at City Point Brisbane. And it is an honor and privilege. Uh, we, we've been youth pastors for a little while now, but uh, kids pastors for the last little bit. And Man, I got a new appreciation for kids pastors, all right? New appreciation for you guys, but uh, unfortunately she's sick tonight, so she can't be with us. But I bought a, a decent replacement. I got Isaac, one, one of our leaders here. Uh, he's got long hair, so I gotta, I'm struggling not to call him babe. So it's, you know, um, but he, he, the word on the street is that Isaac is single, okay? If you want to hand in your resume, come chat to me after the service. I'll be taking resumes for him. But hey, um, uh, I just wanted to share that uh, God is just moving powerfully in the next generation. And uh, it's just been amazing. What we've seen this year is that we had our block party not too long ago, and we saw uh, over 400 teenagers packed together in a building. Uh, we had 135 new people that have never been to church before uh, in that building, and we saw 43 decisions for Jesus, which is just incredible. And uh, that's just one of the things that God has been doing. Uh, we had our Kids Big Sunday, and we had over 450 kids come through Kids Church that morning. Uh, 73 new families came to church, uh, which was so powerful. And um, God is just doing amazing things in and through the kids' ministry, which is a credit to the amazing team and people we got around us. Um, a couple of things about me before, I, I promise we're, we're getting into the serious stuff, but uh, before we get into the message is that apart from ministry, I love food and I really believe that grilled is better than Nando's. Um, for all the Nando's lovers, I, I'm so sorry. I love sport as well. I support the best teams in sport. The keys are really good for this moment. It's really, really fitting. I, I support Liverpool. If you go, for, if you follow soccer, uh, I support um, the Memphis Grizzlies, if you're an NBA fan, the best in the West. And I support the Sydney Roosters when it comes to the NRL. In fact, do we have any Dolphins supporters? We're going to pray for you later. That's what the altar call is about. <laughs> no, but it's just an honor to be here tonight. And can I just encourage you as a church, never lose your passion for God. Is that even me and Isaac, we're just talking before, is that we're so inspired by your passion for God. Uh, that we just rocked up and man, that praise was electric. The worship, the team here is just amazing. And I want to encourage you to never let that fire go out. There's something special upon this church to be passionate praise and worshipers of God. And I want to encourage you guys to never let that fire and that zeal go out. Tonight, we're going to read from 
uh, this verse in Mark 10, verse uh, 46 to, to 52. And it's this really powerful story. And before we're here, does anyone have a physical Bible here, here, here tonight? Anyone? Two people. Awesome. That's probably why you're all single. Not all of you. Uh, bring a physical Bible and you may land a coffee day. That's, that's how it worked for me. Anyways, moving on. Mark 10, 46. Such an encouraging story. It says this. Then they came to Jericho as Jesus and his disciples, together with a large crowd, were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He is calling you, throwing his cloak aside. He jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately his sight was restored and he followed Jesus along the road. I, I want to preach from this topic tonight really quickly. The topic of shake it off. Shake it off. Actually, say it or sing it to, to the person next to you right now. Shake it off. I would be lying if, if I, I didn't say that this message title was inspired by Taylor Swift, okay? I'm not going to sing it though. That's not happening. But shake it off. And we're going to go back through the scripture. There's a couple of things that I just want to highlight tonight that I believe are going to encourage our faith before uh, we just see what God is going to do here and I think this is such a powerful story. If we, there's so many times we read these stories in the Bible and we can just normalize ourselves with these stories. We can be like, yeah, cool, like that happened. But literally there was a blind man begging on the side of the road and then Jesus came and he healed this man. Like that is crazy. Let, let us never get used to these stories that we read of Jesus just going through the streets and healing people and restoring people and bringing transformation to people's lives. But I love what it says, and we're going to read it again, and I'm going to stop in a couple of places, and I'm just going to point some things out that I believe God's highlighted for me uh, to, for tonight. It says this, we'll just pick it up in, in verse 47. It said, when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him to be quiet, but he shouted all the more. You know, this, this points out to me and, and, and this just really jumped out to me as I read this verse because I believe we're living in a time and a place where no matter what we stand up and believe for and, and the truth that we stand on is often we can be silenced by those around us. We can be silenced. And so many times if our faith is not strong, if our faith is not weathered, if our faith is, is just a frail thing that we kind of just go through the motions in, if our faith is half-hearted, is it when people come against us when we stand up for God, is it we're no longer standing for God anymore? And I've seen too many people in our generation, I've seen too many people in this time over the last couple of years soften their faith to, be, uh, to, to listen to the crowd around them. I pray that we would never soften our faith, but we would stand for our faith. I, I love what, what Bartimaeus said here or, or what he did. It says he shouted all the more. 
You know, when we stand for God in the society we're in is that there's going to be things that come against us. There's going to be opinions that come against us. There's going to be people that come against us. But I believe that we need to be a church that stands and shouts all the more. You know what? It doesn't matter what the majority is. I'm going to choose Jesus over majority. I believe it's time that we choose Jesus over majority in and around our lives. You know, I think it's so important that we don't just bow with the crowd is is that if we look at Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, they were three people that stood up no matter what the crowd was doing. They said, you know what? We got such a conviction and we got such a faith after God that we're not just going to bow because everyone else is bowing. But we're going to have faith that lasts a distance. We're going to have faith that is strong. You know, I I believe it's time that as the church is that we got to stop playing it safe and we got to step out in faith over these things in our life. You know, if if there's something I'm sick of seeing is the church playing it safe. Is it, it's not time to play it safe anymore. Is it, I believe the time for playing it safe is over. And I believe that there's a commissioning coming upon the church to step out in faith and see amazing things take place. I really believe it. I, I truly do. Faith is stepping out of your comfort zone, is stepping out of these, these things and, and stepping into an uncomfortable place. We need to be bold with our actions and words. And we need to know that if God is for us, then what can stand against us? Do you know that tonight? If God is for you, what, who can stand against you? We've got to realize who is in our corner. I love that. And we, we read on in, in this story. And it says, Jesus stopped and said, call him. Such a simple couple of words, but so powerful that Jesus stopped and He called this man. You know, I really believe tonight that whoever you are is that Jesus is calling you to do great and significant things for Him. Is it, is it just for the perfect people that Jesus calls? Is it just for the people that have it all together? You might be there saying, you know what, Liam, I, I don't know, you, you don't know what I've done. You, you don't know all these things that have happened in and around my life. But can I tell you is that Jesus stopped in his tracks to call a blind beggar on the side of the road. And if he's someone that does that, he's someone that can also call you no matter what your story is, no matter where you grew up, no matter who you are in the building tonight. I believe that there's some people that just, they're, they're, they're doubting if Jesus is calling them to do significant things here tonight. And I'm here to tell you that Jesus wants you do, to do significant things for Him. You know, you, you, you may be saying, Liam, I don't know what, you don't know what I've done. You don't, you don't know those things that are in my past. You, it doesn't matter because I know what He's done for you. And I know what He's con- going to continue to do in and over your life. You know, I believe there's a lot of potential in this room. There is. But here's what I know about potential, is that it has never changed the world. Potential has never changed the world. It's when we pick it up and we step into all God has for our life. That is what changes the world. That action and obedience changes the world. We've got to be people that don't just realize the potential that we have, but say, you know what, God, I know what you've given me. I know what you've gifted me. And I want to step into those things in and over my life. We read on. It says this. So, so they, 
They call to the blind man, cheer up on your feet. He's calling you. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. Throwing his cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. You know, often when I read these stories in the Bible, is that there are these, what seem like insignificant details in the story that are actually really, really significant. And when I read this, is that I was stopped there. I was like, why did he throw his cloak aside? That is so random. Why, like, why would, why would that be documented? Like he just throw, threw his jumper off. This, this is crazy. But if we actually look into the significance of the cloak, and, and this is where, you know, I, I, I wanted to kind of land it, is that it is so powerful what is taking place in this moment with blind Bartimaeus. So, so powerful. Because we got to realize that the cloak back in the day was something often given to, to these beggars or these people uh, that, that uh, m- maybe had something uh, wrong with them and, and they would beg on the side of the road because there would be people that would try to fraud and they would try to beg. But this was something that was given to them normally by the government to tell them that this is a legitimate beggar. This is someone that legitimately is going to beg because they can't do things in and around their life. What we also have to realize is it says that he was on the side of the road. So this, this cloak right here was his shelter. This cloak right here was, was everything that, that blind Bartimaeus had is that he didn't have much, but it puts in the detail here that he threw his cloak aside, that thing that he was relying on, that thing that was defining him and his problem. And I wanted to preach to us tonight around the topic of shake it off because I believe it's a time where we need to stop wearing the cloaks and the things that have been said about us and the things that are holding us back from Jesus and it's time that we lay down those cloaks and run openly to Jesus and who He is in our life. Which brings me to this question, I wonder what your cloak is tonight. I wonder what your cloak is. You know, I I wonder what that problem is that you're holding on to right now that you need to let go of. You know, maybe it's negative thoughts. Maybe it's a disease. Maybe it's something someone said about you. Maybe it's shame. Maybe it's guilt. Maybe it's fear. Maybe it's a condition. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's anxiety. I I don't know what that cloak is, but your cloak is something that you are wearing that you're not supposed to be wearing, but that Jesus wants to free you from tonight. You know, I, I believe that We've got to be careful in this generation that we don't just sit at the hand of Jesus, but we sit at the feet of Jesus. You know, I see too many people in our generation just just sitting at the hand of Jesus. They're just there for the handouts. But can I tell you is that Jesus doesn't just want to hand you things and bring favor and blessing upon you. He does want to do that. But He wants us to lay at His feet and surrender our lives entirely and wholeheartedly to Him. We've got to be a generation that's known for getting to the feet of Jesus, saying, Jesus, I'm sick of carrying these things in and around my life. Jesus, uh, I'm, I'm sick of holding onto the cloaks and I want to shake it off and run to you, just like blind Bartimaeus did in this story. You know, I think it's time that we surrender our lives, not half-heartedly, not 50%, not 90%, not 88%, but we surrender our lives 100% to the call that Jesus has over our life, to the life that He has waiting in store for us. I believe it's time to shake it off and surrender those things at the feet of Jesus. 
you know, I, I just wanted to share a couple of testimonies tonight, if that's okay. And um, they're just a couple of text messages that we've received. Um, some of them to teams, some of them to myself personally, about what God has been doing and, and people that have realized that, you know what, I don't want this thing to define me in and over my life. And Jesus has set them free in that moment. Do we have that first testimony? Here it is. This was um, one that uh, our, one of our team members received, uh, literally just this term. And in fact, we just baptized this guy uh, two weeks ago, which was just incredible. And he wrote this to his te team member. He said, um, was planning on sneaking out. This was in a youth service to do acid, but ended up sneaking out to repent about everything. I'm sick of going through this cycle. And from now on, I'm going to try to make some sort of change. As I said, we baptized that guy two weeks ago and he is living a life on fire for Jesus. How incredible is that? But this is someone that said, you know what? I don't want addiction to label my life anymore. I want to be set free and I want to surrender it at the feet of Jesus. And Jesus transformed and changed his life in that moment. Maybe it's addiction. Maybe that's what your cloak is tonight. We've got, we've got another testimony here. This is a bigger one, but... It's amazing what, what this young person writes. They say, uh, things have gone horrible at the moment and I, I was planning on ending it sometime over the weekend by either overdosing on pre-workout or, or hanging myself because I genuinely have no hope. I had like three other people pray for me and I felt nothing. But when you prayed, I literally felt like I had a gun to my head and God gently grabbed the gun and took it away from me. And in that moment, I just felt hope, which I haven't felt for the last six months. I know it wasn't much, but I appreciate what you did an insane amount. Can I tell you there is hope in Jesus? Maybe tonight you are struggling mentally. Maybe tonight you're struggling in your mind. Is I believe that there is freedom and there is hope in the name and the person of Jesus Christ. I got one more testimony for us that was texted through. This is a longer one, but bear with me. Uh, growing up in a non-Christian home, I, I struggled constantly with my relationship with God. But this year, something changed. I started attending church more regularly, took an active role in my youth group, and I was starting to see some change in my life. In regards to how I was acting at home and in school, just my overall mental health. For context, I, I had significant anxiety and depression for over 10 years now. Anyway, I'm sorry I'm rambling on so much. At one point or another, you prayed over me during the camp, which was youth camp, and I'm eternally grateful for it. I felt a burden be released off my shoulders, and for the first time in a very long time, uh, and for the first, uh, I just read that, uh, I, I'm not afraid of what happens post high school. I'm graduating in a month's time, so thank you so much for that prayer. It has transformed me. This is the God that we serve. Can I tell you, is that in Hebrews 13 verse 8, it tells us that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if He did it for blind Bartimaeus, if He did it for these people that said, you know what, I want to lay down my cloak at the feet of Jesus. I'm sick of living with this label. I'm sick of living with this thing that is holding me bound to my past, that is holding me bound to the things of the world. And I want to run freely to God. Can I tell you that Jesus can do that here tonight? He can do it here tonight. It doesn't have to be something, you know, as major as that. But what are those things that you're holding on to? What are those things you haven't surrendered over to Him? You know, we're going to pray for people in a little bit, but let me just 
Skip to verse 52. It says this. It says, Immediately he received his sight, being blind Bartimaeus, and he followed Jesus along the road. I love this detail of this story because it highlights to me that Jesus didn't just want to fix blind Bartimaeus, but he wanted blind Bartimaeus to follow him. It wasn't just about an external healing. It was about an internal transformation. And can I tell you that Jesus doesn't just want to fix you here tonight. Yes, He he wants to do that. He wants to do miracles. He wants to do amazing things in and over your life. But can I tell you, He wants you also to follow Him, to give your life over to Him, to surrender your life over to Him. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message inspires you to unmistakably influence your world for good and for God. Go ahead and share it with a friend. And can I invite you to connect with us on one of our many social media platforms as well? Most importantly, if you made a decision to follow Jesus, I want to say congratulations. This is the beginning of a life-changing journey. We'd love to see you at one of our many City Point Church services around the world this Sunday. And you can find out more about our service times and locations at citypointchurch.com. We would be so thrilled to see you there.